Remember, changing old habits takes time, so be patient. To measure your progress, here is a simple test you can do. Record your voice before you begin this program. You can use reading material or record yourself during ordinary conversation, for example, when you're on the telephone. You can even use the message on your telephone answering machine. This is a good indication of how you currently sound. Then, after several weeks of practicing with the executive voice trainer, Record your voice again. Compare the two tapes. You should hear an improvement. The program begins by showing you how to overcome the most common speaking problems. Perhaps the biggest problem speakers face is the fear of public speaking. Let's listen now as two co-workers discuss this problem. Hey, congratulations. Hmm? What are you talking about? I just heard the news. You're up for the vice president position. Yeah. Thanks. What's wrong? I thought you'd be thrilled. I may have to pass this promotion up. What? Are you crazy? Look, being a vice president calls for a lot of public speaking. I just don't think I can handle that kind of pressure right now. You mean you'd actually turn down the job just because you get a little nervous speaking in front of people? I don't just get a little nervous. The last time I had to give a formal presentation, I thought I was going to die. My heart was pounding, my mouth was dry, my stomach was in knots, and I could barely breathe. Being a vice president just isn't worth the trouble. At one time or another, every one of us has probably experienced some or all of these symptoms of anxiety. In fact, surveys have shown that speaking before a group is one of the things people fear most. It may comfort you to know that even experienced speakers get nervous. Now, a certain amount of nervousness can actually be beneficial. It can give you that extra edge and focused concentration to reach your peak level of performance. On the other hand, too much nervousness can interfere with this concentration and cause a speaker to lose control. Most of us get nervous because we're afraid of making mistakes in front of others. The root of this problem often lies in a speaker's preparation. Many speakers lack confidence because they're inadequately prepared. Learning good rehearsal techniques is essential to build confidence and reduce anxiety. The following techniques will help you prepare for interviews, meetings, or presentations. Step number one. Start organizing your material as far in advance as possible. The more rehearsal time you give yourself, the more relaxed you'll be. Procrastinating will only put unnecessary pressure on you. A professional entertainer would never consider doing a performance without months of intense rehearsal. Yet many speakers think nothing of facing an audience after reading their speech through only a few times. No wonder public speaking is their number one fear. Step number two. Once your speech is written, read it out loud in full voice. Use a tape recorder to monitor yourself. This will give you a sense of how the words actually sound. Many times, written text takes on a new character when spoken out loud. You'll find that certain written language doesn't always translate well into speech, so edit whenever necessary. Make sure everything you've written is comfortable to say. Avoid using words that are hard to pronounce. As a rule, keep it simple when you speak. Step number three. Try to simulate the conditions of your speaking environment as much as possible. For example, if your presentation calls for visual aids, such as a flip chart, blackboard, or slides, use them when you rehearse as well. If you don't have access to any of these, use your imagination. 
go through the motions of writing on a blackboard or flipping pages on a flip chart or pointing to a slide. This will allow you to get a sense of the action and help your timing as well. If possible, try to rehearse in the room where your speech will actually take place. Getting acquainted with your speaking environment beforehand can really put you at ease during your presentation. If this isn't possible, once again use the power of your imagination. Pretend that your office or living room is the conference room or auditorium where your speech will be delivered. You can even practice your eye contact using objects such as chairs and pillows as make-believe people. Of course, the best practice is to rehearse in front of real people. In the arts, this is known as the final dress rehearsal. Here, performers run through an entire show in costume before a small audience. It's usually the last chance to make any changes or corrections. This is an invaluable step of the rehearsal process that most speakers omit. There's no substitute for a live audience. If you really want to overcome the fear of public speaking, you have to practice speaking in front of people. This brings us to step number four. Invite a few friends over to listen to your speech. Spread the chairs around to create the illusion of a large audience. The more factors you can familiarize yourself with before your speech, the more in control you'll be during your speech. The less you leave to chance, the better. Once again, tape record your final dress rehearsal. You may even want to dress up for the occasion. If you think that all of this is too embarrassing, ask yourself this question. Would you rather be embarrassed before your friends or before your colleagues? Friends are usually a lot more forgiving. You'll probably be a little nervous even in front of this sympathetic group. That's okay. When you're nervous and under pressure, sometimes unexpected things can happen. For one thing, you may realize that you don't know your speech as well as you thought you did. Or maybe a section of your talk that went well when you rehearsed alone gave you some trouble in front of a group. This is what a dress rehearsal is for. It exposes your strengths and weaknesses in advance and allows you to correct any mistakes well ahead of time. Then, when the real day comes, you'll have a lot less to worry about. Obviously, it's best to leave sufficient time between the dress rehearsal and the actual speaking date in case you need to make any corrections or revisions in your material. Of course, if you really bomb out on your first try, you can always call a second dress rehearsal. You'll be amazed at the difference rehearsing before an audience can make. When the time comes to face your colleagues, you'll be spared that first-time terror that many unprepared speakers experience, and you'll enjoy the confidence and relaxation that comes from being well-rehearsed. In addition to good preparation, let's look at some other techniques that can help a speaker control anxiety. When you get nervous, your mouth, throat, and jaw often tighten up. A tight throat can disrupt your airflow and cause shallow breathing. Aside from the discomfort, this can severely limit your sound. To help prevent this from happening, practice a series of easy breathing exercises before you speak. These exercises will relax the mouth, throat, and jaw and help you achieve better breath control. Without taking a deep breath, we're going to exhale on a series of what are known as voiceless sounds. Let's begin with P-A-H. As a voiced sound, this is pa. As a voiceless sound, it's more like a whisper. Let your jaw drop down and open your mouth wide. Keep the mouth, throat, and jaw relaxed. Allow the air to flow out evenly, 
and stop when you run out of breath. It should feel like a lazy yawn. The goal here is to get a long, sustained breath. Listen again. Now you try it. This time we'll exhale on ta. Open wide and relax the mouth, throat, and jaw. Breathe normally. Repeat. Now exhale on ka. Repeat. And finally, exhale on ma. Repeat. These easy breathing exercises are a good stress reducer, and because they're silent, they can be practiced just about anywhere. Doing a few minutes of these right before you have to speak can really calm your nerves and help alleviate those last-minute jitters. Using gestures can also be an effective way of releasing excess tension from your body. If you feel the urge to move around a bit, don't hold back. While it's true that too many gestures can be distracting, a reasonable amount of hand and arm movement, especially during the opening moments of a talk, can really help to loosen you up. Don't restrain yourself by thinking that you must keep your hands at your sides. The point here is not to choreograph your movements, but to allow your body to move freely and naturally. Another way to help reduce anxiety is to become completely focused on what you're doing. If you're worrying about what others think of you, you're not fully concentrating on your job. Keep in mind that in most cases your audience wants you to succeed. You can't be critic and performer at the same time. Try to channel your energy and emotions into your material. Get involved. Also, take a relaxed pace. As a rule, when people are nervous, they tend to rush their speech. So make a point of starting out slowly and deliberately and pause for breath as you speak. This will help you stay in control. To learn more about pacing, listen to the section on rate of speech. Finally, when you begin your talk, start out big and strong. Use your full voice. This will help prevent the voice from cracking or quivering. Save the subtleties for later on when you're more relaxed. Remember, a well-trained voice will obey any reasonable demands put upon it and work for you under all conditions, even when you're under pressure. In short, developing your voice will make you take the worry out of your voice and put the confidence in. Now that we've helped conquer the fear of public speaking, let's move on to our first technical topic, clear and distinct pronunciation. Let's listen in on two jurors as they discuss a trial. Well, what do you think of this trial so far? I tell you. I'm having a tough time understanding what's going on half the time. Yeah, I know what you mean. All this legal talk can be pretty confusing. It's not the legal talk that bothers me. Oh? I'm having trouble making out what they're saying. This is the sixth case I've served on. Is it me, or do all the lawyers swallow their words? You know, I always thought it was the lingo that was hard to follow, but now that you mention it, I think you're right. It's their speech. I don't get it. How can these lawyers expect to convince us if we have a hard time understanding them? It almost goes without saying 
that to communicate effectively, others must be able to understand you. Poor speech habits, such as slurring words, dropping consonants, and mumbling, can all cause your listener to miss important words. This can lead to a misunderstanding and become a major barrier to communication. To tidy up your speech, you'll need to learn how to make better use of the muscles in your mouth, especially the tongue. Many speakers suffer from what's known as a lazy tongue. It's not that the tongue is really lazy. Many times it just doesn't know where to go. Opening the mouth wider and learning where to place the tongue can help make your speech more precise. This section consists of a series of consonant drills that focus on some of the most common enunciation problems. When you first begin to practice, you'll need to exaggerate slightly to give your muscles a chance to retrain themselves. Keep in mind that this is only a means to an end. Obviously, if you over-enunciate, you run the risk of sounding affected. While our goal is to achieve clear and distinct pronunciation, we always want to strive for a natural and easy delivery. Remember, good speech should never call attention to itself. Consonants appear in three positions, initial at the beginning of a word, medial towards the middle of a word, and final at the end of a word. In general, dropping final consonants affects more people than any other enunciation problem. This includes many native-born speakers as well as foreigners. Final consonants are usually dropped when they're preceded by other consonants. For example, it's very common to hear speakers say one for want or second for second. In particular, final Ds and Ts are most often neglected. In the following section, we're going to review a series of the most troublesome consonants and consonant combinations. Let's begin with the final NT combination. To make a good clean T, the tip of your tongue has to hit off the roof of your mouth. Start by saying the word ten. Really punch out the T sound. Ten. Repeat. Now let's add on a final T and say tent. Give the last T the same punch as the first T. Tent. Repeat. Now let's review a series of words ending in NT. Make sure you hit the final T of each word. Sent. Repeat. Can't. Repeat. Client. Repeat. Account. Repeat. Remember, you have to feel the tongue tip hitting off 